Welcome to the Social Chameleon Show, where it's our goal to help you learn, grow, and transform the person you want to become. Uh, usually that's what we do. Today is something a little different. I'm going live. I haven't done this in quite a long time. I'd like to do today a top five episode. So top five of last year, of 2019. Uh, was going through this stuff, and just it was so exciting to see. We had so much great accomplishment last year. Uh, we did 34 episodes, which blew my mind. I didn't realize how many episodes we did. Uh, so much work, so much fun, so much information shared. And I wanted to go over the top five. I don't know if you're new to the show or if, if, if you're looking at, you know, what we, what we do, what we got going on. Where do you start? Um, a lot of questions. We get some of that. So I figured let's just, you know, go over the top five most popular episodes, uh, we had last year. Um, and then also some, some of my favorites and stuff. Uh, so to start it off, number five was Cashflow Quadrants Part One. We did a two-part episode um, on not necessarily the book, but uh, d- definitely this is where it comes from. The Robert Kiyosaki book, Cashflow Quadrants. Uh, if you haven't read it, we talk about that. Uh, we broke it up into two parts for this episode. Just a little easier to follow. Um, seems like Part One is the most popular one. I think also last year this also made the the list of of top five episodes. Uh, the first part was. Uh, um, the Ian S, the employee and the self-employed, uh, we went through all those different things. Real fun episode. That was one of the first ones Ransom and I had did um, back in the day. Ransom was really, he really is into all that kind of stuff and he really likes that stuff. That was a really fun episode. And then number four was the very first book review we ever did on this episode. Uh, episode five uh, was we're w- back with Justin. I don't know if you guys remember way back when. Uh, two over two years ago now, when the show started, we did that very first book review was Principles by Ray Dalio. Uh, an amazing book. It's a hefty, hefty read. That is a is a thick book. Uh, for those in the video here, I mean, this book is huge. I think it's I want to say it's probably like 500 pages. Uh, yeah, uh, just a little just a little over 500 pages. It's a great book. It's a uh, it's it's heavy. It's thick. But it's it's easily digestible. It's broken up into two sections, uh, makes it really easy to go through. Um, real, real great, great, great book. Ray Dalio, he's got a a thinking style of of processes, procedures, lists. He's constantly from I'm from where I I understand it, constantly revising these lists, constantly going through stress testing things. I mean, that's how this guy's become a self-made billionaire. Uh, he's a hedge fund investor. If you don't know who Ray Dalio is, um, he's also since the the making of that book, he did a children's one. Um, I want to get it for my son. He really, really liked it. It's really, really well done. Uh, it's nice kind of animated. They also did an animated series as well. Um, all of these things were done after the episodes. I did. I have gone back and I've edited um, the show notes for that episode, added some of these new things. The animated short film they did, uh, real great, real, I think it's 30 minutes long. Uh, it is broken. They do have one 30 minute long video. And then also they have um, whatever, I don't know, five or six um, broken up videos with each um, each section is its own video with a few minutes long. But I think the, the whole video is about 30 minutes long. It's a great video. It's a, uh amazing, um, I guess, distillation of the of the book of those 500 pages down to the core principles, concepts, and easy animated version. I really highly recommend checking it out. If the book maybe is a little much, or if you want to get, um, before you get the book and you invest in a lot, it's going to be quite some time and it's definitely worth it in reading, um, such a large book, check out that video. See if there's something that interests you, or maybe just watching the video, get the core concepts you need from that. And then, um, 
it seems to be the top episodes on the, on the show or the book reviews. Maybe I should do more of those. Maybe, um, maybe that's what you guys like. I don't know what, what is with the book reviews, but at number three, 12 rules of life an antidote to chaos, Jordan Peterson. Um, that was a third book we, we did episode 15. That episode is, is a monster episode. That book is also, um, it's not as big, but, uh, it is, it is heavy. It's this book comes in at just around, around 400 pages. Um, that's a really great book. So, unbelievable jordan peterson does a great job controversial guy but i think he does a great job of distilling down things i don't have to agree with everything in the book but it makes you think it makes you and i think that's the point a lot of times with these books is it really shouldn't be gospel or or something along the line indoctrination of of some idea or philosophy it's just something to think uh update some of your maybe beliefs challenge some of your beliefs or whatever it is uh it's a great book that episode though that is a monster episode. There's so much that this goes on this book. Uh, there's so much nuance to it. There's so much. Um, it just really. This is a lot. I think episode is like three hours long. I know it's I know it's a lot. I know it's a long episode unless you're a Joe Rogan fan. And that's just a normal day at the park. Um, but. It's a really good episode. We go we go chapter by chapter because there's so much deep information there's so much nuance there's so much to that book but however what i did do was on youtube if you ever if you head over to our youtube channel uh i believe it's social chameleon um youtube.com slash social chameleon show take it right to your YouTube channel i broke out each chapter of the book that we did in the book review into small bite side episodes i think they're anywhere between 10, 12, 15 minutes or so long, depends on how, how long we went in the chapter, but I did break it down. There's also a playlist on the YouTube channel. Um, so you can just go through and kind of cherry pick those things. The title might not make sense. You know, um, they're very kind of ambiguous titles, you know, uh, don't, don't, uh, what is it? Don't, don't bother kids skateboarding, um, pet a cat when you see it, stuff like that. So, um, the title may not be, um, conducive to what you're going to hear about or whatever, but go through and check that out. See the YouTube page. It's this, I, I think last year, this was like the number one or two episodes. So it's definitely held in there. Uh, all these, all these years later, it's still, you know, it's number top three. And then number two, which is to me a little bit of a surprise because this is a bit of a unknown book. Um, it was the, the civilization and it's discontents by, uh, Sigmund Freud. That book, weird, crazy book. If you're not familiar with him, uh, he has kind of a, esoteric i think the word is kind of guy um he was a was it psychologist um he did a lot of crazy experiments and different things and um that book has got a lot of sexual innuendos in it so uh it's interesting read the episode i mean we obviously talked about some of those things in a nicest way kindest way possible without being too uh not vulgar but explicit i guess is the word um but it's a great book. It's good things in there. Real fun. Very fun episode. Uh, we laugh and giggle a lot because, you know, there's a lot of sexual sex type things in it. Um, but it's one of those lesser known, I, I think, kind of books. I've never heard of it. Ransom brought this book up. I've since seen a couple copies around a used bookstore once in a great while or whatever. But it's number two. Very surprising to me. Because, uh, like I said, it's a little known book, but it got your guys' attention. And then at number one. Coming in with the most downloads all year long. Uh, this is from the podcast version. This isn't from any other sources. So this is according. This list is according to uh, podcast downloads. Number one. Guess what? It's a book review. I know. I know. Crazy. The last, the top 
four out of five with book reviews. Uh, the Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. I never heard of this guy before. Ransom brought this up. Uh, subsequently, though, he he's all over the place. I didn't realize it. I think now that I know who he is and I recognize him, I, I see him more in places I probably didn't notice before. Um, very great book. I really enjoyed it. Branson brought that one up. That was his book review. Uh, and, and it was great. I loved it. I, I think I've read it several times uh, leading up to the episode. And I read it after the episode. But it's the number one episode. You guys love it. You guys like either it's Wayne Dyer's thing or it's the power of intention. It's the, either the title or the author. I don't know what it is. But you guys love it. It's number one. And if you guys um, haven't. You know, listen to any of these. Maybe you're new to the show. Whatever it is, go check out these. Here's the top five listener voted. I guess you could say with downloads things. Um, some honorable mentions. The very first episode we ever did, mindset. Um, uh, I think that's probably because people new to the podcast they just go and they hit number one, and um, that's why I think that's there. Because then subsequently after that, the next most popular episode is number two. Uh, um, environments, relationships, and networking. Also a live episode we did on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, way back then. And then the next honorable mention was episode seven. We did a failure. That was the first episode where we, I don't know what we, I um, introduced Ransom to, to, to the podcast. He came in. Um, we started doing episodes together. That was the very first one he and I did together. Uh, that was a really fun episode. We had a really good time. Uh, this, I mean, going through the failures, looking back and all this reminiscing is fun sometimes, and especially uh, years and years and years later. And when you can learn from the, the things that you did back then, when you learn from the lessons, you look back, you can laugh how, how dumb you were. What were we thinking? Why didn't, you know, why didn't we hustle? Why didn't we maybe put more effort into it? Whatever it is, like looking back on that stuff is fun. And also looking back saying all the things you, you did, like a lot of times, you know, the, there's the recency factor and, and these things that, you know, we, we, we revisionist history in our minds, you know, our memories, we don't remember things the way we think we do, you know, if you wrote down your memories of this right now and in a year you revisited it and you said, Oh yeah, I remember exactly what happened. And then you retold that story, but you looked at your notes, you would not believe what your notes said. It's like, no way that never happened. That's not what, that's not what I remember. Trust me. My memory is great. I remember it. No, we, we constantly, our memories are constantly evolving and they're constantly changing. So looking back and laughing to ourselves uh, years and years later about these things, that's really, really fun. Excuse me, thirsty here. Uh, and then the next honorable mention, uh, Eden Myers, the first time she came on. Pretty good following. So I think that's really um, what's helped. Of all the, she's the only podcast guest that's wind, wound up on uh, this list of top episodes. Uh, I think it's because of her following, really um, loyal to hear her uh, speak. She's gonna, she's really great. She's been on the show twice now. So if you, Heard the second one, which is a more recent episode, and you haven't heard the first one, go back and check the first one. It's a very, very popular episode. And then number four, rounding out the honorable mentions, um, business and marketing. That was the fourth episode we ever did on the show. That was another Facebook Live event we did. Um, that was a fun one. Me and Justin, we had a good uh, good conversation about different things. We talked about some of the local ads around here and some of our different thoughts on, on, on those things. That was a very fun episode. Check that out. And then as I was going through all this, I started thinking to myself, what was – what was the episodes I had either the most fun making or they were the, the most uh, informational or whatever it was. I, you know, so I looked through all the episodes of last year, all 34 episodes we did, which still blows my mind. I can't believe we did so many episodes and that's just what we published. That's not what we recorded. We recorded even more than that. They wind up coming out um, later in the year here during this year. 
But the ones I, as I look through the list, ones I, I kind of blew my mind, whatever, for whatever reason, uh, the first one in no particular order, uh, just kind of the way, as I looked through the list, the way they went out was their movie review. We did. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. It's the movie review is great honor to be asked to review this movie before it came out. Um, it's kind of like one of those, I would say docu-series kind of things in a way. Uh, it was Generation Freedom. It was a great, it was a great movie, great information. They have a great, um, information package. They've also put around the, the thing that they're, they're, uh, their their mission around that movie and around that project is to help this next generation or any generation for that matter um, find freedom in working for yourself in a side project, a micro business, as they call it. I love that word and I've used it ever since. Uh, I, I've found some great podcasts out of that. Uh, followed some some awesome people from that movie. Uh, it was really a great honor and really surprising. I'm really glad the movie was good because I was. I, I was hesitant at first, like, you know, I was talking with Ransom, I was like, hey, man, this sucks, like, that's going to suck to have to say this, you know, but it turned out it was really good, it was really fun, check out the episode, better yet, check out the movie, it's linked at the episode page, go check that out, uh, the next one on my list is, is 32, the new 40, so that, that premise is, is 32 hours in a work week, the new 40 hour work, so get, getting rid of the 40 hour work week in uh, lieu of a 32 hour work week, which generally you, most people think about is lopping off, uh, you know, either the Friday. Some people I've heard, um, they, they allow their employees to split up. Some people do a Monday, Tuesday, take Wednesday off and then do a Thursday, Friday. Some people do a Monday. Uh, most people seem to do a Friday, but, um, after, I don't know if I talk about this episode, but definitely after recording this episode and, and something I always think about, and it's not just the, you know, a lot of people are oh, just lazy. But if we think and we, we we try to go back and we try to figure out where did this 40-hour work week come from? From my understanding, uh, Henry Ford just figured that that was the best schedule for his factory um, assembly line employees to work was five, eight-hour days. That was the best way to get the most production out of his employees. And the way I understand the story is that's just where this came from and it just is stuck. Um, so now what... What happens is, is I, I, I think we talked about this in an episode. Um, I forget the principle or rule or whatever it's called, but we uh, allow, you know, the project or the, the job or whatever to fill the time, time allotted. So if you're given uh, a job and you're giving 40 hours over five days to do it, you're going to take all that time to do it. So now if you're, and so the surprising facts and things that come out of this when organization people do this is that they find that when they do do a 32 hour work week is nothing is lost there's no production loss there's no quality of service loss because guess what people do the amount of work that time is allotted for so these people now have uh x amount of things to do in 32 hours and guess what you get it done so now uh what what a lot of research and different studies and stuff is uh, surveys and different types of things have found is that the average worker in, in, across multiple countries, let's just kind of come up with a, in, in the Canada is a little different and the UK is a little different, America's different, but for, for the most part, the average worker only works about an hour and a half to two hours a day. So nothing about that sounds crazy. I know you're everybody's like, no, 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 fuck that. I'm, I'm at work for eight hours. I'm doing eight hours of work. You, you may feel like you're doing eight hours of work. Maybe you are doing 
five or six hours of work. And I've talked about this other people after this episode. And, you know, when you start to think about it, you're like, yeah, maybe I only do four or five hours of work because you have to think about it. Uh, you're, 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 you're talking to other people. And it's not necessarily frivolous talk or frivolous chat. It's talking about your work or talking about your project or talking about upcoming things or talking about past things, or, you know, it's, it's, you're in meetings or you're on, you're on the phone or you're handling things. There's interruptions, there's distractions, there's, there's emails that come through and there's different things that come through. Yes, they're all part of your job, but work is not necessarily getting done. And then on top of that, a lot of times, you know, I, I, I do this all the time, uh, especially when I was, when I had a nine to five type of job is I'd finish my work quite quickly in most cases. And then I would fuck around. I had nothing else to do. And, you know, that's just something that happens, you know, and then especially nowadays with uh, smartphones up in our pockets all the time, there's constant distractions, which I've talked about on the show numerous times. And that's just something I'm becoming more and more conscious of. I'm trying to limit my exposure and my usage of technology. And uh, my goal I've set for myself lately is I'm trying to keep my phone usage screen on time uh, on my phone i can see it show at the end of the day it shows me a uh, a quick little synopsis of how long my phone is on all day long and my goal is to keep it under uh two hours a day uh, i have all my notifications off except for a few uh very uh i have marked a couple of people uh important uh, other than that no notifications come through the only notifications that possibly could ever come through are text messages and phone calls. Everything else is turned off. All social media, which I've removed all social media from my phone, except for uh, Instagram and Facebook, a couple of features that are just easier to use on mobile. That's just how they're designed. And then, um, and then my, my personal email, everything else is gone off my phone. I don't have any other emails logged in on my phone. Uh, I deleted all the other social media apps. So not this past December, but, um, the December of 2018, I did a um, challenge or whatever you want to call it. I deleted all the social media apps from my phone or and or disabled them, whatever was possible. And after I was done with that, I did that for a week last year. Uh, I think it was the day after Christmas or something along those lines to the New Year's, whatever it was, a, a week. And what I found was I never needed to reinstall those apps. And so I left them off my phone, you know, Twitter and, and, and LinkedIn and whatever else was on my phone. Uh, deleted them. And then now I have my my calendar. I scheduled time. Um, let me see what what I have here scheduled. So after after lunch, for my schedule, 2 to 2.30, barring nothing else is happening, um, I, I check my messages in the afternoon. Whatever messages I have, emails, checks, I check them on the computer. I pull it up. I see what's happening. Nine out of ten times, nobody's dead. And if they were, whatever message was not going to save their life. So it's not a big deal. Um, that works for my life. Some I know some jobs and some things. It's just not possible. But try challenge that. Challenge why it's not possible. And and really free yourself from from that. And that's kind of the sorry long long round on on that. Something I'm I'm passionate about. I'm always constantly trying to pull away from that. I really, I really am looking at trying to get rid of my smartphone. Um, there's just a couple of things like GPS. It's very nice. Mobile banking is very nice. Sometimes you're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and you need to transfer some money or send some money to somebody. That's nice. Uh, but I'm always looking at how can I take my phone out of my life it, without sacrificing quality or, or anything along, uh, along those lines. But 
I challenge you guys to do that too. See, challenge assumptions. Do you need to answer email within four seconds of it coming through? And that's the average response time. Um, emails are open within four seconds of receipt. I would really challenge uh, you to see how unnecessary that really, really is. Schedule some time in a day, two, three times a day, check your email and that's it. Get back to work and not in a asshole sense. Just get back to doing something. I mean, your job's boring and you run out of work before the day is over, but you got to stay on the clock for eight hours. Uh, maybe talk to your boss about working from home. Uh, maybe find something else to do with your time. I don't know. Maybe a pet project or something you work on. Man, a micro business. I tell you, I like that word. I love it. Anyway, next favorite episode of mine is uh, Ryan Holiday article we did an episode on. If it's not simple, it's bullshit. This concept, I continuously come back to. The premise is, if you can't explain something, I think it was to a fifth grader or to an eight-year-old, something along those lines, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't fully understand it. And I have a nine-year-old. And if anybody out there has got children, you know how many questions they ask. And what I've come to realize is how many things I know, but I can't explain it. I, you know, word, uh, concept or something that I can't explain. And every time my son asks me something or, or whoever asks me something for that matter, mostly my son is where I noticed it, I think. Uh, and I can't explain it. I think to myself, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't fully understand this. And it's something that's nice to go back and revisit. And it gives me the opportunity to go back and say, hey, you know what I don't know is let me understand this further so that I can a, a explain it and B, get a better understanding. Maybe I misunderstand this. I'm misusing this. I'm misrepresenting my knowledge. And it's been a fun exercise as the time has gone on to look back and go through this. Go, I recommend highly checking this out and, and, and applying this here, like looking at the things that we think we know, and we, you know, we have a feel of words or sentences or, or ideas, but when you either look it up or you try to explain it, really, really un, kind of unearth how much we don't know. And, and then the last one on my favorites list is something uh, over the past, definitely several years that's been kind of near and dear to my heart is a book review, uh, Why We Sleep. Sleep, it's kind of becoming a little bit more mainstream, but for many, many, many years and decades even, um, if not longer, that's been something that's been kind of kind of shunned. We don't need to sleep. I sleep when I die. All this kind of nonsense. And we're really, really finding out how important sleep really is and how much we really need. Even though we feel fine, you know, um, there's a difference between, oh, I get four hours of sleep, five hours of sleep. I, I feel fine. Of course, you know, as a human race, as, as a human being, uh, we're remarkable at adapting to what's thrown at us, to being able to function seemingly just fine on less sleep, you know, but the reality is it's bullshit. It's not true. And in fact, if you were to spend a little less time at work or whatever it is you're doing, that's not allowing your, you to get these, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep. Um, you, you really actually perform better. You'll actually be more productive. You'll actually be more effective and be more efficient at the things you're doing. And the more I, I, I learn about it, which is kind of why this, um, of all the things we've done last year, that 
one uh, as far as especially as far as books go. Uh, that's something that really stuck out to me. And I really had a lot of fun learning more about that, optimizing my environment, talking with people about it, and and also seeing in in the world now, it's becoming a little bit more accepted. And I've even kind of started hearing uh, big kind of name people bragging in, in a way how much sleep they're getting. And that's really refreshing to see. Um, we, there's a ton of information in the episode and so much more in the book. I mean, just don't, I mean, we couldn't even possibly cover everything in the book. I do link to some other uh, podcast episodes that uh, Matthew Walker was in. There's a great three-part series on Dr. Peter Tia's podcast, The Drive, which is also a great podcast I recommend. Um, if you're into that type of, uh, he does longevity-based things. And sleep, there you go. If you want to live longer, this is something that just cannot be denied to sleep. And especially with uh, the time it's recording here in March of 2020, um, daylight savings time in America is ending, I think, whatever, spring forward, whatever. I don't, I've never lived in a state where we had daylight savings. I don't quite understand uh, which way it goes. But when we do these daylight savings time switches, there is a huge increase you know, in, in deaths, uh, heart attacks, motor vehicle accidents and stuff, because especially, um, I believe for this upcoming spring one, everybody loses an hour of sleep. So now imagine if you're going to sleep, uh, for five hours a night already. And then you just, as you're sleeping in the night, an hour just disappears. And that's what happens when the clocks are turned back. An hour just disappears. You're getting three or four hours of sleep. Well, this leads to increased heart attacks, um, death, car accidents, a lot of stuff that we see unintentionally, this big giant social experiment that's going on called daylight saving time. Um, it's just like, take seriously. Uh, and you know, if you get these sleep trackers, like I have this, my, my ring here on my finger, my aura ring. And since getting this, it really opened minds. You think, you know, you, oh, I slept good last night. I look at my dad. I'm like, Oh, I woke up three times. I don't remember this, but these things affect your stuff. You know, having, you know, I noticed when I, I'm a little too full uh, before I go to bed. I feel like I sleep fine, but I look at my sleep data. It's just horrible. I'm not getting a restful night's sleep. I'm not getting enough deep sleep in some cases. Um, a lot of cases, what's happening is my heart rate uh, isn't able to 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 fall to that um, low level it needs to be at. Or, or sometimes even the chart isn't quite nice. Usually it's this big steep cliff drop off instead of um, what we want to see is like a hammock thing in the middle of the night. You're at your lowest peak and it goes and it swings back up um, before you wake up. So a lot of times when I have a late meal and they go to sleep, uh, I don't, my heart rate is at the lowest right before I wake up. And that's just something that's just not, you know, not good. And also that something I never would have known if I wasn't cognizant of my sleep and trying to constantly optimize finding things out. I know, um, maybe a month or so ago, a few, maybe something like that. Uh, it started getting a little warmer here. And so I haven't had to have AC or heat or anything on in my house because uh, the weather was so pleasant. But what had happened was it was really cold. It was, you know, in the, in the thirties and whatnot, um, upper, maybe upper twenties, lower thirties at night and, and in the morning. So, you know, all the windows are closed up and sometimes the heat might come on or whatever it is. So the windows are closed and I noticed I wasn't getting very good sleep. And I was, you know, so I started looking at my sleep data and I said, like, why am I getting, you know, why am I not getting sleep? So and then I look and oh my my body temperature is elevated. Well, why is my body temperature elevated? Well, generally that's a sign of um, a sickness coming on, illness coming on. So you know, I 
no, no, everything's fine. I didn't get sick. And then I started looking around at the temperature in my room. Windows closed. And so the air conditioner is also not on, but it's also not cold enough in the house. And there's an optimal range um, for sleeping that's good for sleeping. So all I did was crack my bedroom window, maybe two inches, and then all my slept, my sleep data and my sleep and everything uh, just, just fell into place. I start, started sleeping good. Uh, my heart rate and my different thing, my body temperature came back down. All these different things came back down, my restlessness and all these things associated with warm weather. And I know um, maybe that's not something you can. Uh, necessarily control depending on where you live and your economic status but knowing these things maybe uh we can afford a fan or maybe we can we can lower our 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 air conditioning a bit uh, or we can pop open a window but without knowing these things without thinking about them without being cognizant of them without being aware of them these are things that we're just not doing so i highly recommend checking out this episode and and taking sleep Seriously, it's a thing that we really need to do. I know I've rambled on quite a bit on these things, but that was the top five of 2019. It was so exciting to go through this, relive all these things and think of all these different things. I had such a great time all of last year and so much more to come. I think I've gotten better, not just at producing the podcast and making episodes and interviewing people. Uh, I think I've gotten better at talking. I know I ramble. I'm still working on that. But it's just so much fun. If anything, I've learned a lot. and I've just gotten better. And I'm just going to keep getting better. And I encourage you folks to keep getting better as well. I encourage you folks to keep challenging limitations. Keep challenging status quo. Constantly evaluating things. Reevaluating things. You know, maybe, maybe quarterly. Maybe biannually. Whatever it is that works for you. Whatever your goals are. Don't have any. Write them down. Who cares? They don't have to be these big grandiose things that everybody else is, what is important to you, write those down, start tracking them, figure out what happens and have fun. Have a good time with it. Uh, everything we talk about, I talk about here, it's all linked up. The episodes are linked in each episode. Uh, there's different resources to different things. Go check that out. The social chameleon dot show at there's books, um, different, whatever resources in each episode, uh, not just only each episode there, all the episodes and also on the on the page, too. Um, there's different resources all around for you folks to check out. And then on to this week's challenge. I challenge you folks to reread your favorite book or your most influential book. Revisit your favorite place or rewatch your favorite movie. Now I want you to think about this when you're doing these things. Is it the same as you remember it? What's different? Are you different? Is life or situations different? What new themes or lessons can you draw from these different either books or places or movies or whatever it is you're revisiting? What can you draw from them now? What are the themes or the lessons or your different things that's there? Listen, it shouldn't be the same. You go back to these things. You should be a different person. You have done different more things in your life. You're, you're older, you're wiser, you're more experienced. So these things aren't going to be the same. They're going to be different, especially when you go back and you reread uh, books or um, even if you um, visit influential places or, or favorite movies, you're going to see something different. You're going to learn something different. You're going to pick up something new because you're in a different place in your life. You're in a different situation. There's different things, maybe challenges or opportunities, whatever it is that's going on in your life. You're going to find new things. And I challenge you folks, revisit these things that you love in your life. And 
as always, if you like what we have going on, let us know. If you have ideas for maybe one of the episodes that can become next year's top five or what this year, the 2020 top five, let me know. Share it with me. Email us uh, info, info at socialmedia.show. Love to hear your folks' ideas. If you have a book idea you want us to review. Let us know. Uh, if you like what we have going on, the best way to help is to share the show. Share it with your friends, share it with your families, coworkers, whatever it is. Maybe there's some episode in here that you have somebody in mind that needs or wants to hear it, share it with them. It's the best way to support the show. If you like what we have going on, leave us a like review on Apple podcast, Google podcast, whatever podcast thing you want. If you love we going on YouTube, share, comment, like whatever on there. Uh, in between episodes, you can catch us all week long at the social community show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. If you enjoy the video version or on your favorite podcast app, especially if you're new, please hit, that subscribe button for past episodes and links to everything I talk about, not only in this episode, but all episodes, you can head over for show notes at socialcommunity.show. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep transforming to the person you want to become. Good night, folks.